a new era of cadet staff begins. A behind-the-scenes interview is conducted, and an emergency services class is highlighted. You are listening to this week's episode of Squawk Talk Radio, your source for the Lynchburg Cap Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to episode three of Squawk Talk Radio. As always, I am your host, Cadet Lieutenant Colonel John Sharp, and let's get started on today's episode. If you were at our meeting this past Monday, you may have noticed a few recent changes to our squadron, particularly in regards to our cadet staff. This Monday was the very first week of our new staff term. Every single cadet staff position was changed recently, and, as can be expected, they are all undergoing a bit of a learning curve. Everyone, please be patient with your staff as we all learn and grow together. After all, CAP is a learning laboratory. All right, the next part of our show is a new segment I'm calling Behind the Scenes. During this segment, I'd like to highlight a cadet or senior member who isn't necessarily in the public eye, if you will, but rather sacrifices their time to work behind the scenes in order to keep our squadron running smoothly. In light of the fact that this week's episode is about emergency services, it only seems appropriate that we honor our senior member emergency services officer. This individual not only works on ES for our squadron, but also coordinates and flies O-rides, or orientation flights, for the cadets of Lynchburg Composite Squadron. This person is TFO Swordloff. All right, thank you for joining us tonight, TFO Swordloff, in this interview. Um, Now, although you don't necessarily interact with the cadets as often during our weekly squadron meetings, you do work very hard for our program in general and do a lot of work behind the scenes that directly benefits the cadet program. I want to hear from you an idea of all the many different roles you play within our squadron. Uh, Well, thank you, Cadet Sharp. Uh, I actually serve a variety of roles. The the main uh, duty position I have is as emergency services officer, so I make sure I keep all the uh, cadets and senior members trained and ready to go if we do get called for an emergency. I also coordinate uh, orientation rides for the cadets and make sure that they're uh, introduced to uh, aviation. And I do serve as a mission pilot uh, in an emergency services role as well. Fantastic. Now, what do these du- the duties of these roles typically entail? Like, walk us through the life of an ES officer or mm-hmm. someone who coordinates the O rides. Like, what does that really involve on a regular basis um, mm-hmm. for those duties? So, uh, for e- as an ES officer, um, what I work on a weekly basis is first of all making sure that our ES meetings go well, making sure that cadets have uh, classroom training and that they're constantly growing and uh, gaining new qualifications and also staying current on the qualifications they already have. Um, the same with senior members, although I'm, I'm allowed to take them on the weekends a little <laughs> bit more than I am cadets. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I also, with the orientation rides, we work uh, not only with the squadron but with our sister organizations in Air Force ROTC and Junior ROTC. For example, this weekend we're providing cadets uh, at Virginia Tech O-Rides as well. We're also working with several other high schools and colleges in the area. Wow, fantastic. Now, working as an O-Roy coordinator, obviously you have a lot of interaction with the cadets on that front. Mm-hmm. When it comes to O-Flights in general, mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of cadets within our squadron who haven't yet taken that first O flight, and I believe that cadets get five free orientation flights as a cadet until they reach the age of 18. So for those cadets who have yet to actually experience that first time flying in the air, what would you say to them to encourage them to do so? Well, I think that it's an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, five free O rides is actually a, 
you know, considerable amount of money that Cap is spending on every single cadet. And it was, you know, from an O-Ride that I first got interested in aviation back in Florida. And now I've, I end up working for Liberty University as a flight instructor, and I've decided to pursue a career in aviation. So it makes, uh, it can be a life changer, just one O-Ride. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, TFO Swordloff, for joining us for the show. I really appreciate it. For our listeners, don't go anywhere yet. We will be right back. From border to border, from sea to shining sea, more than 61,000 ordinary American citizens are serving their communities every day as a member of the Civil Air Patrol, the official auxiliary of the United States Air Force. From disasters large and small, natural and man-made, we answer the call to serve. To find out more information or to find a unit near you, log on now. GoCivilAirPatrol.com. Welcome back to the episode. I want to quickly point out the purpose of that previous interview. Senior members dedicate their time, effort, and money to help us as cadets succeed and have amazing opportunities within the cadet program. It's only appropriate and proper that we at least show them a fraction of the appreciation that they deserve. The next time that you see a senior member, I want you to think, wow, how amazing it is that these adults are sacrificing their time to help us learn and grow. After all, these seniors aren't getting out of cap what we as cadets are, so their time should be viewed as a valuable sacrifice. Now that I've briefly mentioned our appreciation for our senior members, I want to shed some light on a couple of cadets that we appreciate, as well as their efforts in teaching this past Monday's emergency services class. Here is an interview with Cadet Chief Master Sergeant Noah Abate and Cadet Second Lieutenant Zechariah Bennett, our Cadet Emergency Services Officers. All right. Thank you very much, Lieutenant Bennett and Chief Abate, for joining us for this interview in regards to emergency services. I know that there was an emergency services class tonight. Um, In regards to that class, Lieutenant Bennett, this question is for you. What was that class topic that you taught, and what all did it entail? Class topic tonight was survival knots. So we went over the most useful and probably the simplest knots you could have. So, for instance, we went over the overhands. Uh, figure eight and the various other different figure eights there are. Right. And unfortunately, since this isn't like a, a video podcast, you can't obviously demonstrate what those knots looked like. But based off of the names, I'm sure that some of the individuals will be able to look it up. Chief Abate, in regards to the class, what would you say the most exciting part about it was? Well, I think the most exciting part about it was is having uh, the cadets were actually very, very interested in, um, in actually doing the knots. They seemed very, very motivated. And uh, that was really a delight to see. So, Lieutenant Bennett, uh, for those cadets within our squadron who don't currently have ES qualifications, where would they get started? I would recommend starting with GES because you can't get qualified in any ES item until you have GES. So you can go on to e-services, find them their operations qualifications, and take the test, and we'll get you started. Now, obviously, for those cadets who are listening, GSAR, or Ground Search and Rescue College, is currently going on right now. The first week has already happened, and the second week is going on. Uh, Chief Abate has actually uh, attended the first week and is currently in the process of going to GSAR. Uh, Chief Abate, for those who have not yet attended GSAR and are looking to be more involved in emergency services, would you recommend them to attend GSAR? Absolutely. With GSAR in particular... Um, a lot of the requirements that you need for emergency services are actually obtainable at GSAR. It is very, very hard to get those qualifications anywhere else. So for those of you who have not attended GSAR and would like to get more involved in emergency services, would highly, highly recommend it. 
All right. Well, thank you again very much for this interview. I greatly appreciate it and all your answers. For the cadets who are listening, please try to get more involved in emergency services. We could really use your help. And that is it for this interview. Thank you both very much. Two great interviews all wrapped up into one podcast episode. If you're one of our regular listeners, you probably know what's coming next, and that is our final segment of each episode, the part where we talk about some announcements. To highlight our attendance report, it wasn't quite a perfect, but we are getting better. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Oscar all received 100% accountability this week, and that leaves only Tango Flight with three cadets unaccounted for. Again, not perfect, but still getting better. Encampments. I know I mentioned it in last week's episode, but I have to mention it again. Last week's student signups were at 50 applicants, but right now they are over 120. Remember, there are only 264 student slots available. You don't want to miss out on the adventure of a lifetime, so please go to the Encampment website and sign up as soon as possible. That's encampment.vawg.gov. Again, that's encampment.vawg.gov. The Vietnam Veterans Event is coming up this Saturday. This is no longer limited to just Honor Guard members, but all cadet members within our squadron. If you want to be able to serve in any way at all, be sure to check out the email sent out by the cadet commander and sign up with the Google form she sent out. The last announcement for today is about our annual Honor Gala. Tickets are still available and are only $14 a piece. If you've never been before, I highly recommend it as it is always an engaging and fun experience. Bring your family and friends to this event too. The theme is the 1920s and rumor has it there will be a photo opportunity with some antique vehicles. That's all the announcements I have for today, but if you are enjoying these episodes, as always, please leave a like and comment on SoundCloud telling us what you want to hear more of. Squawk Talk Radio is a production of the Lynchburg Cat Public Affairs team and is made possible by Lynchburg CAP. To find out more about who we are, what we do, and how to get involved, go to lynchburgcap.com. And with that, I end off the episode. I bid you all farewell. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Squawk Talk Radio.